Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to continue in the book of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. We're going to pick up on some of the scriptures that we left off. Uh, We actually read them before, but there's still a few things I'd like to bring out from them. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 7, it says, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. I want to emphasize a good land. There was a man one time that was rich and he came to Jesus and he said, good Lord. And of course, Jesus said, well, there's none good but God. And the truth of that is even our works, nothing is good apart from Christ Apart from his righteousness, our good works and our own righteousness is as filthy rags, according to the book of Romans. But God is good, and all that he does is good. His goodness is extended to us so that it gives us time, ample time, to be able to recognize that He is God, He is in control, He is in charge, and that gives us an opportunity to repent, or at least for the wicked to repent. But man many times takes the goodness of God and flips it around and turns it into evil, or looks at it as evil, or assumes that it is wicked or evil. And in many times in the scripture, we are going to find that concept or that thought where man will take something good that God has done and then flip it around and blame God for it and call it evil. So let's look at it again. For the Lord thy God brings thee into a good land, a land of brooks, of water fountains, of the depths that spring out of the valleys and the hills, a land of wheat, barley, vines, figs, trees, fig trees, pomegranates, a land of oil and olive and honey. So we we established that already in what we read before of the significance of the the six things that they wanted uh, from Egypt, the food that they were accustomed to, the fish and the leeches, and the onions, and the garlics, and the melons. And then God wants to bring them into a land that produces something else that is even better, that is already prepared for them, a land that actually has water. And he says in verse number 9, And a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in a land, whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills thou may diggest brass. But if we look at the book of Numbers, here is right after they had come out of Egypt, and they had already been on the road, as per se, three days, and they had no water, and they came to the waters of Mirith. And this is their complaint. In chapter 20, verse 4. And why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness 
that we and our cattle should die there. Notice they're murmuring, they're complaining. And here is the evidence of turning something good into something bad for not understanding the full scope of it. God bringing us through crisis, through the process of hunger and search and revelation and realization in our lives to bring us into his full service of obedience and surrender can be called the evil by saying, why did God permit this to happen in my life? Why did this? Why did that? And we turn things that we don't understand and blame God. We want our life to be a garden of Eden here on this earth, yet it was in a perfect state, the garden uh, of Eden, that Adam and Adam and Eve fell in a perfect state. Yet you have Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights fasting and praying. He's with the wild beast and uh, he's there being tempted by the tempter. And yet it was in that place in the wilderness where Jesus overcame. He went in there led by the Spirit of God and he came out of there with the power of God upon his life. With the Spirit of the Lord upon him and the power of the Lord upon him. See, so it's not the place where we're at that's going to make the difference, but it's going to be the attitude and the responses that we give unto God in the place that we are at. And when we are in a place of crisis, when we're in a place of difficulty, when we're passing through a place of trial and testing and temptation and all of this, God means it for good. To help us, just like in the life of Joseph, when he told his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Well, as we read, it says in Numbers chapter 20, verse 5, Wherefore have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us into this evil place. It is no place. It is no place of seed, of figs, or of vines, or pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. Yet, that was their complaint. The very thing that we had just read in chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, verse 7 and 8, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains, the depths that spring up out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat, notice, of wheat, that's seed, of barley, that's seed, of vines, of fig trees, pomegranates, a land of olive oil, and honey. Well, they said, why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us into this evil place? Jesus talked about there would come a time when people would call evil good and good evil. The Apostle Paul talked about it in teaching us 
that there would come a day when people would be unthankful, ungrateful, unholy, murmurs, complainers, absolutely given over holy. And that's W-H-O-L-L-Y. Holy to that which is bad, that which is evil. The scripture said that God causes it to rain both on the just and the unjust, on the good and on the bad. Because of his mercy, because of his goodness that is tended so that in his long suffering, people can have an opportunity to turn to him, to seek him and be grateful. But when they had just come up out of Egypt and they land in this place and the waters are bitter and they have no water and they're complaining and they call this place evil. They were looking with their natural eyes. They were still looking back to the way that life was in the past and comparing to the hardship that they were going through. They considered it now evil. To have to go through this. And yet. We have so many people. Because of not understanding. Of how God brings us through. And into and up out of. Our circumstances. So that he can bring us into a better place. We don't recognize the good. Of the things that he is accomplishing. In our lives. And let's look up at the book of Numbers again in verse thir- in chapter 13, verse 32. And this is when the, the, the 12 uh, uh, spies were sent into the land. Notice what it says. The same thing that had happened before. And they brought up an evil report of the land. Yet their eyes saw. Their eyes saw the size of the grapevines and clusters. Their eyes saw the fig trees and the pomegranates. Their eyes saw all of these things. In fact, they ate, they brought of the fruit of the land back to Israel so that they could see. They saw these things just like when the first uh, uh, time when they had come out, out of Egypt, the men and women there, they saw the miracles that God had done to cause Pharaoh and Egypt to let them go. They saw the gold and the silver that they were given. They saw the hand of God uh, turn the river into, uh, into blood. They saw the hell fall out of the sky. They saw the death of the firstborn. They saw these things, yet they come out of Egypt And they call, why have you brought us to this evil place? Why have you brought us here? And the scripture says, And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search, notice, search, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it, are men of great stature. Now that's a lie. Not everybody was a giant. But yet in their eyes, in their perception, they've already twisted what they saw. They have already started to assume and believe something that is not a full reality. The reality is what the Word of God says. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. See, it was a 40-day trial. 
40 days are out there. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh. And they brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land where thou sentest. This is Numbers 13, 27. And surely it does flow with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in it. The cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the the, the children of Anak and the Amalekites dwelt in the land to the south. The Hittites and the Jezebites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. What are they telling him? They're telling him that the land is everything they said, but they also begin to change it around. In verse 20 it says, You have made us come up out of Egypt to bring us into this into this evil place, a place of no seed. But yet the word of God, the promise was, it was a place that had wheat and barley. It was a place of figs. It was a place of vines. It says it's a place of pomegranates. And they said, it is, there is no water there. So God said in his word exactly seven things that were there, including the type of water. And they said, nope, the place is evil. Nope, it has no seed. It has no figs. And even when they saw the figs, even when they saw the pomegranates, even when they saw the things that God said it had, they still brought up an evil report. And it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 5, But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our, now these things were our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted, neither murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 11, Now, all these things happened unto them for an example, and they are written for our admonition, for our teaching, for our learning, upon whom the ends of the world are come. So we see here today that calling that which is good evil, not realizing, is a form of murmuring and complaining. And the example of the end result of that was not good. Let us learn from them. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. And let us take a step to see the word of God and see it beyond just the natural and see what God has in store for us. But until then, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Be richly blessed. Keep looking up. Our redemption draws nigh even though everything else may seem out of control. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.